All right, nothing clever this week. Um, Matt and I are just gonna shoot the shit because we're tired. Um, I'm Chad, of course. I'm Matt. This is episode what what fucking episode is this? 107. Thank you. Uh, we used to talk about this at work. gonna be like really stripped down um it's been a hell of a week but um yeah man um i want to open up by saying um i did something super impulsive this week matt what is that um so if you remember a couple weeks back we had um jermica on and she was telling us about how big of a shoes sneaker head shoe head Mm -hmm. And so um, there's a YouTuber that I like that uh, just dropped a shoe. He's a tech YouTuber, but he dropped a shoe and I was like, oh, this is dope. But then that price, that price was not dope. And so like, uh, huh? How much was it? It was like 180. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's regular price for those sneaker heads. Right, right, right. In the grand scheme of things, it's not super expensive. But for me, I've never spent over a hundred dollars on a shoe. Mm-hmm. You wait. You say you never spent how much? Over a hundred dollars on a shoe. Oh wow! I have once, maybe twice. What, yeah. Uh, what shoe was it? Some kind of forces. I mean, uh, yeah, some forces. Uh, maybe it was some dunks. I forget. But uh, yeah, like you could tell. I remember when forces and stuff used to be like sixty dollars. Some all white forces. You rocking in your rocking chair. In my day, I remember. Right. It used to be so cheap. And I don't know if uh, Nelly's song had anything to do with it, but or just regular inflation, that shit skyrocketed. So now everything, and I'll take that back because all shoes, even like Skechers are, before Skechers was looking like, was acting like a, a play, a Payless type shoe. Right. Now Skechers name brand and everything else like that. So I guess just that's just the way the world goes. So I put a um link to it in the um in the chat. YouTube people, um, I will put an image of the shoe up on the screen. And for our audio listeners, um, it is um the MKBHD shoe. Um so it's it's um it's made by Adams. I had never heard of this brand before, um, like, you know, he announced the shoe, but, um, yeah, I, um, if you notice on the website, it says that it's part of, um, ID.me, which mostly is used by veterans, uh, when they want discounts on stuff, um, and so, you know, also first responders or employees of like the government or students and such have access to it as well. So um, I did use a, a, I did get a small discount on it because, you know, we, as, as you know, Matt, you are a veteran. And so mm-hmm. I, I know a veteran or two in my life, you know. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I was made by a black guy. Okay. Yeah, he's the YouTuber, yeah. I heard uh, MK. I was thinking of Michael Kors, but okay. Ah, uh, that's funny. 
But um, yeah, so I got like a 10% off and it's free shipping. And yeah, um, it's a pre-order, so I don't get it until the summer. But yeah, I, I, I decided to kind of splurge a little bit. I they not bad, not bad at all. I like them because you know I'm a fan of that red. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that white because like I'm like I'm not gonna keep you clean. Ugh. Right. So basically, they kind of white soles with the black side and the back of it. The back of the heel is red. I'm trying to think, what does it remind me of? Um. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to scratch. Sneakers are sneakers. It's <laughs> a shoe is no a shoe. Things. Right. Right. But no. Um, so you've been watching anything this week? I was able to watch Hunger. It's a, a Thai movie on Netflix. Um, basically, it is about a local uh, woman working at her family's restaurant, uh, like a stir-fry restaurant. Um, av- like, you know, Thailand, uh, poor Thailand type of area, type of thing like that. Um, a guy comes in, eats her food, was like, you too good to be working here. Gave her a card that said Hunger on there. And basically Hunger is like the top chef uh, in Bangkok where all the rich people hire him, famous chef like Gordon Ramsay. And this is live action, right? Or is it anime? No, live action. Okay. So it's like a Hell's Kitchen type of thing, but no TV involved or whatever like that. So um you know they come and they cook for the famous people but it has like a slight edge of the of menu on there because like when they cook when he, when the customers eat when the rich people eat it's kind of like when i'm perceiving it as as like a bloodlust type of thing of the rich being greedy or um gluttonous because basically they made them uh like some kind of meat stuff, but he said he wanted it so soft that it basically it could like, you don't need to chew it, basically. That's how it was. And she kept fucking it up in the kitchen and fit until she like, she stayed overnight, slept in there till she was able to get it right. And that's how she was able to keep it going. But then when the rich people ate it, they were like, the sauce they had was red and it was like, they was like gobbling up like a lion eating a, a zebra or whatever. So I think that's some kind of metaphor. But um, overall, it was good because I ain't going to do no spoilers because I recommend you to watch it. But um, she has to face that she wants to continue working with this angry, high-strung chef or does she want to go back to her regular life? Okay. Uh, it sounds interesting. What's it on? Netflix. Of course. Why, why did I ask that stupid question? Uh-huh. All right, I want to uh, talk about two TV shows. Um, the first one is Succession, uh, which is uh, in its fourth and final season. Uh, we're up to episode six. And um, this is a show that I've been like lightly watching over the last. We still worked at our last job um, when I first watched this show because, you know, it, it was a show affected by our COVID. So, you know, they had to take some time off. It took like a year and a half off during COVID. What is this about? So this is about um this this is, has been um called like a modern day like Game of Thrones type show where like they aren't like killing each other, but it's like it's about a rich family. Think of like um 
Have you heard of Rupert Murdoch? Yeah. So, you know, he uh, used to own like the Fox Network and all that stuff and Fox News. Now he just owns Fox News. So it's like, think of him and his children, right? And he like has a, he's like, hey, oldest son, you are going to take over the company soon. It's your time. And he has a heart attack. And then like once he gets better, he's like, you know what? No, this is my company. I'm never giving it up. You're not getting anything. So the show is essentially like the back and forth of like the son, the oldest son wanting to like take the company from his dad, like, no, you know, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so in this fourth season, we open up where he's thinking about sell. He's trying to sell the company to an Elon Musk type character. Mm-hmm. And um, the back and forth of that. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to spoil something here. So, like suddenly in episode three he dies like unexpected mm-hmm. and like it shifts the whole dynamic of the show because like he's been such an integral part of the show and he's such an evil character but now and he like he basically mentally abused his children and so without them without him around now they have to like stand up on their own two feet and it's like they aren't really necessarily up to the task. And so like two of the kids are trying to like sabotage this buyout and another one is trying to like push it through, but they aren't really talking to each other. And it's, it's really interesting. It's, you know, it's basically you're just watching people talking. That reminds me of uh, WWE is that uh, this McMahon is a soul person. And then whenever, when everybody assumed that when he died, it was going to go to his kids, Stephanie and uh, Shane. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that uh, he got some other person, Nick Khan, to run it. And then from, from uh, the outside, just on random. Yeah, from the outside. Ed. So then now uh, and then the whole scandal with Vince McMahon paying people off with everything. He retired. And then Nick, Nick Khan was uh, the CEO of it. Uh, but then because uh, people know they're grooming for uh, WWE to be sold. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once, uh, like right before it's about to get sold, Vince McMahon unretired and they came back and then now it's got sold, that it got sold to Endeavor, the people who own UFC and stuff for like four or five billion dollars. And so basically I can see like all the interworkers of the kids talk about it's supposed to be me and then it's, you're bringing this other person in and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a really good show, extremely well written. If you really look at it, like if you like take yourself out of it and just look at it as a whole, it's basically about the same thing every season, like them trying to screw each other over one way or another. But speaking of, you said well written, um, they're having that writer strike. Oh, and, uh, okay. Okay, we can talk about this. I, I I forgot all about that. We can talk about this. Well, the only reason made me think of it is because uh, one thing I was talking to uh, Carlin about, I was like, yeah, uh, one thing is the writer's signs are really funny. And that got me thinking because you said uh, one of the writers had a stride that said, uh, but like, something like pay us or we'll spoil successor for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's, let's talk about the strike because... Um... You know that we're never gonna get that Blade movie now, right? Uh, I did not know that specifically, but at first, all right, let me be honest with you. When I heard about this writer, this writer strike, 
I was like, get these lazy motherfuckers back to work. I was like, they making they making all this money and everything and what they complain about. But then I watched a video explaining that and how they are not getting that money. Um, and then with the streaming, how they're making uh, pennies on the dollar right. versus when they was re-airing stuff. Then I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And then I read something else where all they're asking for is a 3% raise. Yeah, or three percent something. And I'm trying to find like where it lays out what they're specifically asking for because like one of the things is like, hey, um, don't use a chat bot and then ask us to clean up what the chat bot wrote. So what it so the part I read or the video I read talked about before there used to be writers' rooms and they used to do stuff. They used to come up with everything, but now what they're doing is like same thing. Like they'll get a chat bot, have them write <laughs> something, then have their um. The writers re-edit that stuff, or they will get like uh what they say, like use scripts or something and have mm -hmm. them re-edit it and basically trying to save money and stuff instead of paying for the whole writer's room. I forget what they call it. It's like a smaller thing. Right. But then not even just that, but it's just like, you know, we have like a billion shows on streaming, right? And mm -hmm. these shows would be like six, seven, eight episodes, right? And it's like there's nothing there. Like Back in the day, you know, we had network TV, 20, 30 episodes a season. You know, you had an office you went to, you clickety-clacked and all that stuff, and you got paid. Now it's, like, even worse now where it's, like, you're getting paid, like, a third of what you used to get paid back in the network days. And it's, like, you and me make money, right? We we have, a like, a regular nine-to-five job. We're making more money than these writers because of, like, how fractured the the whole tv landscape is now right because it, it changed for streaming and everything and then the other thing they brought up was that's why uh a lot of these shows begin canceled because they don't want to be paying the writers for more seasons and stuff right okay let's see Bear residual staff okay all right so here, here's a here's a breakdown increased pay um they, they want more pay the uh the guild the guild is seeking higher compensation for writers access uh, uh, writers across the board um, 10 years ago 33% of TV writers were paid the minimum rate now according to the Writers Guild of America 49% are uh, according accounting for inflation writer pay has declined 14% in the last five years the median weekly writer producer pay is down 23% over the last 10 years um, they want better residuals. So like like you were saying, like um, because like, yeah, back in the day, stuff just reran on another station. Right now, mm -hmm. stuff goes to streaming, but the pay is different. And so right. like you like you, you back in the day, you get like maybe two, three hundred dollars because your episode got, you know, replayed on TBS. Now you're getting three cents like that Seinfeld episode. Right, right. Um, they want staffing requirements. So um, the union wants TV shows to staff a certain amount of writers for a period of time. At issue is the rising um, uh, practice of mini rooms where only a handful of writers are working on a series. See, such, that's what I was talking about when the, it's not the writer's room. It's a, they call it mini room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, such writer's rooms are often employed during development before the show is greenlit. That means writers can be working on a series that doesn't get picked up for as much as a year after they worked on it or not at all. 
the process has uh, circumvented some of the protections the WGA members have had from being overworked and understaffed. The use of many rooms accelerated during the pandemic. Um, shorter exclusivity deals. Many of the rules around TV writing are also still based on how on a now increasingly outdated model. Writers might have once expected to spend almost a year working on a 22 to 25 episode season of TV. Now the average season is much shorter. Popular shows like Bridgerton might only have eight episodes. Not only does that diminish writers per episode pay, but it also limits them from working on other programs if they're tied to longer terms of exclusivity. Um, and then also don't use chatbots. Yes. So, yeah, like, I I mean, yeah, I don't, we all want to get paid more, but it's like the job has gotten so shit over the last, let's just say 10 years with the rise of streaming that, I don't know, like, I, I, I wonder what, how writers are paid, like in other countries like um, Britain, you know, where they normally have, they, they forever had like very short seasons of shows. Like, I wonder what we could take from that Uh and bring it over here. Right. I get it. But I support these writers. Mm -hmm. I support the writers. While you guys on strike, I just watch old episodes of Archer until y'all get get, get y'all money. But that's the problem, man. You watching that on streaming and they getting like three cents. Hey, man. Well, I got to watch something. You need you need to go out and buy the DVD from a store. That way they get their four residuals, man. I I care. I don't care that much then. <laughs> Damn. They, but you know, you you putting out you know, human face on it. This affects our friend of the show, Carlin, because if writers can't write, they can't film. I get it. So, I get it. No, I know I wasn't talking to you on that part. I was talking to the audience. Hmm, I know. But also, I support uh, Quentin Bronson. I know she a writer for Abbott Elementary, so she on strike too. She wears—that's the thing. That she wears uh, several hats. Right. And so, <laughs> yes, she's a writer, and she should be striking. But she's also a producer, who is like right. get back to work writers. Well, yeah, because they said, uh, uh... oh no, because like somebody commented to her on Twitter was like. Um, you can't um, you can't pull some strings or something and get these people paid. And then she was like, "Well, yes, I am a producer, but also I'm a writer, and I support the writers, so I'm going on strike with the writers too." Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, Blade is never getting written. It never getting made because like a week before the writer strike, you know, they hired a new writer, mm-hmm. but he can't write. So. Well, they say, I kept reading that they kept going back to 2007 when the last writer strike was. And they talked about whatever season of Heroes. I don't remember this. Season but, two. Uh, uh, huh? Season two. Yeah. Um, then they said, how long was the other one? 80 days? 70 days? I thought I think it was 100 days. Okay, 100 days. Okay. Um, all right. I guess whatever it takes. No, I mean... Obviously, yeah, I'm not somebody that's like, fuck these writers, let's get our content out. Like, we want good content, and these people should be getting paid a reasonable wage. 
Right. And if you're according to the times we live in. Correct. And if you need some content while these riders are away, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at We Used to Talk Pod for yeah. some additional con- content. We are writers ourselves. We, I mean, we we are something of writers ourselves. Yes, um, we, right. we we're not in the guild, but you know, we we do a little bit. We do a little bit. Right. Yeah. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um. But yeah, speaking of a show that's getting affected by the writer strike because they had to stop writing season three. I'm also watching Yellow Jackets. So season two, I have not been liking it um as much as season one. Um. What is so, Yellow Jackets? Because when I hear Yellow Jackets, my mind goes to Yellowstone. So what is Yellow Jackets? <laughs> um, so Yellow Jackets takes place during two time periods. Um, one in the 90s when a girls um, soccer team, they're playing crashes on the way to the national championship. And they have to do some Lord of the Flies type stuff in the wilderness to survive. Uh-huh. And then it, the second timeline is now them as like 40 somethings living their life and they are extremely scarred by the things that they did in the past is yellow jackets their mascot no like their jackets are yellow no wait no no the team is the yellow jackets because that's an animal okay so that so it's a mascot. yeah okay. yes 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 sorry okay um so part of the reason why i'm not feeling season two is because season one when they crashed it was like the spring and by the end of season one they found a cabin as it became winter and it's been winter so far all of season two in the past and so they've been stuck in the cabin for the most part and so it's like y'all just i need y'all to explore right right like the um adult stuff is interesting like they added um uh elijah wood to the cast and um he is being paired off with um Christina Ricci because she's a um, she's a uh, she's on this show and like wow the two of them together is really good and I'm like how come they never work together because she's they're just a year apart in age but um I don't know it's going fine we're a little way we're like halfway through the first season and it's fine but it's not like hooking me like season one was you know mm-hmm so I, I can't say I recommend it yet, but it's fine. Yeah. I was able to catch Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, I know nothing of the game. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I like the, it's not a serious what action. It's all lighthearted it's comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I, um, I really enjoyed it. Um. Sophia Lillis. Oh, from it. She's from it. Mm-hmm. So Wait, how old is she? She's probably like twenty now. She's twenty-one now, but she was like a teenager when she did that movie a couple of years ago. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, she was cute in here and and we're uh <laughs> that redhead in the movie, so <laughs> had to clarify that age. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I like. Chris Pine's talking Tiv. Like how he's always what? I don't say talking, but that's what they do in movies. Uh, he does nothing but talk. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But something like everything he does is like, I, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed his, him and his character. 
Um, <clears throat> wait, fucking Sophie, man. But yeah, but um, no. Overall, it's good. I like the action. I like the story. Um, like I said, I have no correlation for this to game. So now, Chad, as somebody who's played the game, does it uh, as a D and D fan, would you be like yes or no to this movie? So I saw it a couple of weeks ago, and I really enjoyed it. I'm not deep in the lore, but the neat thing about Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons is that it can literally be anything. It's all just like just talking through stuff, right? So like you, I'm very sure if you search for it, or we could even write it. There's a D and D campaign about like a podcast where like okay, Chad and Matt are talking. He could either um, Chad and Matt are talking. What are they going to talk about? And you could be like, Chad wants to um, um, talk about um, build a work. Okay, work. And then you roll the dice to see if he talks about it. Like oh. it D and D is anything. So like you're on a mission, like you're you're on a quest to um to 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 kill a dragon, and you're like, okay, well I see a dragon and I want to open a portal to get a gun. Well, let's roll for it. Oh, so you have to roll for every decision you every choice you want to make. Certain decisions. Like if you want to do like some wild shit. Or like attack because like you can't just attack something and, and it dies. It's like a video game. Your stuff, your your stats and stuff need to equal out to whatever. Oh, uh, okay. But speaking of dragon, I did like how they had that that fat dragon on there. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. That was really yeah. funny. Yeah. And also, I like how in the trailers it seemed like Bridgerton Man was going to be such a big character, but he's basically an NPC. Right. Yeah. Basically, yeah, just that one scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was fun. Like I really enjoyed it, and I'm not sure if it made enough money for a sequel, but I hope it did. Oh yeah, I'm here for it. And then uh, um, Hugh Jackman was doing his thing in there as a bad guy. I like Hugh, that. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Oh, sorry, Hugh Grant. Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Hugh know, Jackman. He a lot of Wolverines in this now. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Grant. My bad. Hugh Grant was doing his thing out there. I feel like if he was if he wasn't busy, he would have did something like that. Hugh Hugh Jackman does not seem like a snobby person. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, last big topic I want to talk about is um, I I caught Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three today. Um, How was that? No spoilers. Uh, okay, so we we talked to a friend of the show, Jared, in our group chat, and he was like, it felt like a Phase Two or Three type Marvel movie. And I 100% agree. Like, um, wait, phase two or phase three? No, like, not that, not a Marvel movie we've been getting as of late is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm not, and maybe it's because I've been in a weird headspace this week, but like, I, I, I was on the verge of crying like three times during that movie. Um, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh it was quite good it was a good send-off because you know james gunn is leaving so you know it was a and then also like i know batista said this was gonna be his last time playing drax yeah because i remember like he's like i don't really like i'm older like i'm in my 50s or maybe my 60s however old he is it's like it's really hard to keep my body in shape like that and it's like he was covered up the whole time he always has mm -hmm. something covering up his torso uh, um so just answer yes or no. Does a main character die? 
No. Okay, that's too broad. That's too broad. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, I will say that. They tease it a couple times with various characters, but none of the main characters die. And that's why I can't fully like give this like a five out of five. Like it's really good. Go see the movie. But like I don't like how they teased several characters' deaths, but didn't execute. Like I don't like I don't like don't tease me. But if we're gonna have like a fun, uneventful adventure, that's fine. But don't tease death if you're not gonna actually do it. Especially since like this is supposed to be the last one, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, death could be involved in, especially now with all this timeline things and, and stuff like that. And exactly. Stuff. Exactly. Bring somebody back. Exactly. I mean, they killed Gamora in one movie and brought her back in the next one. Right. But okay, we can't we can't kill a character and bring them back in like four or five movies. Okay. Is Rocket the main main character in this or the main storyline in this? Because no. when I watched the trailer, he was in a lot of this. I'm thinking maybe he's a main character or main plot. He's not the main character, but he um, sets the story in motion. Okay. Okay. Another thing is I seen a screenshot of Groot and uh, somebody was like uh, how original Groot grew up on whatever planet. That's why he looked like that. And how oh. they said that how this group is a mixture of the time, like as a kid. So, you know, he had the headphones, he's dancing, he dances more. He hung out with Thor, so like that and different things. That's why he, like the screenshot I saw was like him looking like buff. Yeah, I didn't really care for how he looked. Like if you look at any of the, like if you just look at a poster, like just looking at him, like just standing. I'm like, mm -hmm. this looks like a man in a suit. Mm hmm. But I didn't know. I didn't really think about it too much during the movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, once it's out. Yeah. Once it's out on out in town. Sorry. I mean, I don't care that much to be like, let me run out to base to get it. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go to the shitty theater. But once it's out in town, I go check it out. Yeah. It's it's a it's a fun watch. It's a fun watch. Um. Yeah. And now you eating pasta in the woods. What what you doing? So now nah, this is just a weird story that I find interesting. And then um, I wanted to bring up. So what was this last week? Yeah, last week, uh, workers in Old Bricks Township found 15 wheelbarrow loads of illegal dump pasta along a creek in a residential neighborhood. Hold up. Where's Old Bridge Township? In New, in New Jersey. Okay. The pasta came in variety of shapes from from spaghetti to macaroni and mounds of it was sitting along a, a wooded bank in Airsick Brook. And the thing is, nobody knows why or who or what's going on with this. Uh, why is all this pasta here? I'm not, you don't have to read the link. I just want to show you the picture. Oh, the, it, for a second, it looked like dirt. Right. But it's just <laughs> all this. And then like, there's other pictures that look like SpaghettiOs are in there. Uh, keep scrolling down. You'll see all the different pictures. Like somebody just been dumping pasta there, and I don't really care for the who first. I want to know the why. I want to know what's going on with this that we dumping pasta here. Is this just somebody at home cooking large things of pasta and dumping it? Is this a restaurant doing this? I need to know these answers. How much pasta you say? <laughs> they said fifteen wheelbarrows. <laughs> 
I mean, American use will use anything to measure instead of the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like they they had like a um a food donation place, like a a food a a food shelter, food bank, and maybe uh-huh. it's expired, and so the boss is like, you get rid of it, and somebody's being snarky, maybe. I don't know. Fifteen wheelbarrows is a lot. It is. It is. So once um they uh uncover this mystery, I'll be back to uh let you guys know who the culprits were. Well, on the topic of pasta, um, I finally cooked my favorite food for myself. Um, I made lasagna. I made a lasagna. Oh, I didn't um, know that was your favorite food. It is. It is. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Like I, I, I had I browned some turkey, and then I uh, browned some Italian sausage. And then I mixed them together. You know, got some onion in there, and then and, um, put the marinara in there, and then just layered out some noodles and just you know sprinkled some cheese in it. And I was like, it took me this long just to do this. You throw some garlic bread with it. Yes, I don't really keep bread in the house, but yes. Mm. That's good. Are you going to um, post a picture of it? Yeah, I'll post a picture of it. Um, I will put a picture on screen right now for you two people. And I guess a link, maybe? No. Now, if you want to see a picture of it, you have to look on YouTube. Sorry. Sorry, audio listeners. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is like almost an hour, at least 40 minutes. So look at us, man. Just shooting the shit. So uh, the reason why this is a little bit different is because um, I had technical issues with our guests for the movie we were going to do. So we are pushing that back to another time. Yeah, I was going to take the night off. And then, you know, when I saw my phone, Matt was like, I have some issues. I was like, oh, well, let's let's just let's just let's just throw something together. That's that's not See? nice. Let's put something together <laughs> to Let's post, post it. <laughs> yeah, just rah, throw it to the wall. Right. But uh, before we go, um, a listener of the show had a, when I was prepping for the podcast, a listener of the show, uh, I was telling him what the movie was about and things. And he was like, oh, yeah, he can't. Uh, he had ideas about AI and people listening to us. And uh, he's he's going to be a future guest on this show, um, but I told him that uh, when I record, I would uh, give him his little sh- give him a shout out. So even though I didn't do the movie, here's your shout out, and he'll be on the show in the future. Thanks for you know hopping on at a weird hour for me, Matt, and you know we we get something to the good people. And, and I, I appreciate you doing this in my time of need when technology dropped the ball. It's funny technology failed us and that was what the movie was going to be about technology Mm. yes it's always something but we do want to thank you for listening and please rate like and review our podcast on your platform of choice if you have any feedback please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com why do we still have a facebook page matt follow us on youtube twitter instagram and tiktok at we used to talk pod I think the coast is clear. I don't think America is banning it, but we'll see. Um, I'm on Letterbox BOW1213, and Matt is also Mr. King0257. Yes, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. Before we actually leave, our reels are doing reels. Our YouTube shorts are doing quite well. So we will keep that up. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody. (laughs) Bye.